Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome in to another edition of Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Always good to have you guys around on a Sunday morning to talk about things going on in our community, things that you need to know about, and today is no exception. I'm happy to have back uh, Craig Burleson, who's the CEO and director of Inner City Health Center. Craig, welcome back. Well, thank you so much, Murphy, for having us. Yeah, you were just in. We're talking. Well, we'll talk again about this big event coming up in October, and Hazel Miller is going to be there. And yeah, I'm, we want to say a little something about that. Oh, yeah. I'm like a little kid in a candy store going to work with Hazel Miller. All right. It's very exciting. Yeah, we're excited to have you as our MC for that evening. Well, it'll be a great time. You know, I'll just, I'm a good talker. Okay. So I can MC. It's in my genes. So anyhow, let's let's talk about. And I, I'm sad to say this, but I, I think it's true that there's a lot of people that don't even know what Inner City Health Center does, Craig. And since you're the CEO and director, why don't you just update everybody? All right. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. Again, we've been around for more than 35 years, and it is a surprise that. Uh, people don't know of us but you agree with that yes i do agree with that we find that to be true all the time people have never heard of us and despite our size and our uh, presence in the community for so long well then tell us what it's about what you're doing so people know because it's great stuff well thank you inner city health center is a private nonprofit faith-based organization we provide health care our mission is to serve primarily the under Served, but that's a, a, a small title for a large population of people, which includes the uninsured, Medicare, Medicaid, veterans, uh, those who are underinsured. They may have insurance, but the premiums or deductibles are so high that they can't readily access primary comprehensive care, which we provide. And then there's also some private carriers that we take, uh, Humana, United Healthcare. So we have a breadth and range of, of uh, at, Access, uh, easy access to a lot of people for a lot of people. And, and let's get uh, let's dig in a little bit here, Craig, about the kind of health care you talk about, you offer, you say everything. What does that mean? Uh, it's a robust offering. Our medical program has three departments. Uh, prenatal, pediatric, and adult care. And our adult care serves uh, men and women, uh, a strong women's health program. Then dentally, we serve the whole family. All ages are welcome to our dental clinic. And then we have an outreach program called Congregational Health Ministry. So if you don't have insurance, you help them out, even if they might have some low cost, not even a good insurance? Exactly. If they fall through the cracks, can't right. find service somewhere, or at least affordable service somewhere, then we urge them to come to us. And you've grown a lot. Yes, we have. It's been exciting. In the last few years, we have uh, two essential or uh, critical you're going to be splicing this. Yeah. <laughs> I could, well, let me mark that. That <laughs> could be it. <laughs> Thank you. We have two exciting expansions underway right now. Our main location at York Street, we're in the midst of a capital campaign, and we'll be adding another uh, 5,000 square feet of space, increasing all areas of our service at that location. But the other exhilarating thing that's happening is we've added a clinic in Wheat Ridge, uh, Wheat Ridge Family Health Clinic, and that is a new dimension that we offer in uh, in that community. It's like a satellite clinic. It is a satellite clinic, exactly. So, do you have just anybody can still go there, or is anybody it can the, still go there? That's uh, not just for Wheat Ridge. It's not just for Wheat Ridge, right? And that's the thing about Inner City Health Center. We don't have any residency restrictions, uh, county uh, qualifications. If you need help, and we can help, we want to help you. You work with veterans too, don't you? Yes, we do. Uh, we're well, they've just uh, 
redone the Veterans Choice Act, so we're looking at how that's going to be manifested in this new iteration. Uh, but we've been a part of that in recent years and look forward to continuing that in whatever form it takes. Do you work with the VA with that? Because you, know, you hear issues about the VA. Are these veterans just coming to you guys then? No, 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 no. Uh, we have a collaboration as such with the okay. VA. In fact, on our site, there's a VA resource center. And it's uh, it just added last year, so it's a budding relationship. It hasn't. We're still in the process of developing it. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, though. You're doing some good work there. And I know you do special events. Didn't you do one not too long ago? It was like a dentistry type event, and all the veterans came down. And we did a dental day. It was a big deal. For, a lot of yes, people. Just for veterans yeah. uh, to come access dental care. You guys are doing it right. right <laughs> well, thank right. you so much. Now, you called the unreimbursed costs of services provided charity care. Can you explain that? Yes. Uh, what it... Uh, equates to is uncompensated care, really. For example, because uh, we are not a free clinic, everybody pays something, but they're charged on a sighting skill basis. And so if they pay 35% of the cost, that means there's 65% that we have to raise. It's that 65% that constitutes charity care. It's that 65% that we have to raise. Uh, and uh, fundraising is a challenge. That's why we have programs like Jazz coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's, well, that's not until October, so right. that's pretty far off. Do you get any government help at all? Not directly. Grants get, or anything? We get grants uh, yeah. from uh, public and private foundations, so that's a, uh, a strong source of revenue to us. But um, uh, individuals, uh, churches, corporations, individuals are a strong asset, a wonderful asset, and a needed asset said for us. We need people to, uh, as our uh, Senior Vice President of Development, Linda Olson-Ferguson might say, to write a check or go to the website. Well, that's what it takes, right? Because you don't turn anybody away. That's the impression I get, and I know that's a fact. Right. If we can help you, we will. So come with what you got. Come with what you got. And you'll get the care you need, and then we'll somehow take care of the rest. Yes, and taking care of the rest can be a challenge. Well, I'm sure it can. This is a period where it is a big challenge. Well, I know you got the big, uh, the Jazz Fest big fundraiser. Do you do anything else throughout the year? uh, Uh, No, just our ongoing um, uh, process of uh, writing applications, soliciting gifts from our donors, asking, trying to build and cultivate our, our donor base more. Talk about your website a little bit, because there's information about donating there. I yes. know. They I've can go to it. our website, and they can donate through that. And not only that, but our website is being refreshed and revitalized. And in uh, short order, it's going to be launched again. But they can still access our existing platform right now, and we appreciate it if you do. What is that website? That is www.ichc at no. www.intercityhealth.org. Intercityhealth.org. I'm sorry. That's all right. Everybody gets that www part, but it's intercityhealth.org. Even I can remember that, which is somewhat of a miracle. So talk about uh, the background of the patients you deal with. Where do they come from? What do they do? Are they from all over the city, all parts of the city? Uh, The surprising thing about our patient population is that they do come from all over the metropolitan area. The seven counties are represented in our patient population, and they're primarily working folks. People work hard every day, but for whatever reason, can't afford health care. And that's, I mean, health care is still very expensive. Oh, no and kidding. so uh, that's the challenge that they're facing, and they're trying to find a place that will offer high-quality but affordable care. 
And what about the children's care? I mean, that always is a priority with parents, and sometimes parents sacrifice their own insurance just to make sure they take care of their kids. But if they can't do that, Inner City Health can help them. They absolutely sure do. Uh, parents, uh, uh, as you mentioned, <clears throat> As you stated, they will care for the children when they won't care for themselves. What we do in that regard is if, for example, if a mom comes in with their child to seek care, we'll ask mom, well, when was the last time you were in? You know, we have a women's health program. Let's get you into that. And then the issue of money always comes up. And we just say, well, let's work that out. You know, we can work with you on that. That's a low priority. That's a low priority. Which is hard to believe, but it is with inner city health. It's the care that makes the difference. We want people to be healthy and well. And you keep, I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of these folks time and time again. It's not just a one-time visit and thanks for your help. So do you keep files and like regular doctors and nurses? Of course. We're a full-pledged practice. Uh, Again, been around for 35 years, so absolutely a robust uh, practice of care. And not only that, one of the uh, amazing things is that we serve multi-generations. We have grandparents, their children, their their children's children coming to us, and and that's always a delight to see. And to the other end of the spectrum of health, and you just mentioned the word seniors. Do you work with seniors? Yes, we that's, do. That's always an issue. Seniors have the toughest time getting the health care they need, understanding the health care, and you guys at Inner City Health help them. Yes, we have uh, access to uh Yes, seniors can access our care very easily. But the the thing that I want to mention now is that we not only can we see them medically, we can see them dentally. We have a special program, or we're a participant in a special program called the Senior Dental Program, uh, funded by the state. Uh, and so people can come to us if they can qualify for that program. Seniors who qualify for that program, they can get dental care in addition to the medical care. And what's the qualifications? Is it not just their age, or does it have something to do with a prior existing condition? Or I think the qualifications have to do with age, certainly. It's a senior uh, program, but also their income level, and if they have any prior insurance or other insurance. Those are the qualifiers. It's pretty simple, though. Uh, call us, and we will give you the information. And do you, most of them probably have Medicare, so I assume you work with Medicare. We take Medicare and Medicaid, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's important. There's a lot of that going around out there, right. for sure. And, and, and let's dig deeper into the veterans. I know we talked about the dental event you did. Are, do you have more events coming up for the veterans? Well, we don't have one scheduled yet, but we're looking forward to having that done. Yes, absolutely. And what else do you do for the veterans? I mean, is it a total health program? Do you deal with PSD, the problems they have? And now, that degree of uh, complexity we don't deal with, right. but that's where the partnership with the VA Resource Center is so valuable because they can handle that piece, and we can deal with the minor, uh, modest cases of uh, of um, mental and behavioral health. But the VA is right there, and they can do that more effectively and efficiently than we can. Do you have veterans on your staff? We have a number of veterans on our staff from just about every branch of the service. Wow, that's are they all like they were in the medical corps when they were in the service and now they're helping you? Well, a you couple out? of them were, but for for example, our information technology director is a, a Navy vet, and so he brought the skills he acquired in the service into this. Uh, that's a profession too. I don't want to say profession. He brought that skill, those skills that he acquired in the Navy, into his civilian life. Now, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Right. So government trained and now helping other veterans with what he learned. Exactly. That's so important. And and what medically, I'm trying to think, what do you not have? What could you 
you need more of? What is it for adults, kids, veterans, something that's lacking that you're working on? Well, what we really could use right now are family practitioners, particularly female family practitioners. Uh, that is a high need, a high demand. So that's one area that we would love to have uh, some help in. And let me just mention, you asked a question about veterans that are on our staff. Our chief medical officer is a veteran and served uh, uh, um, a distinguished career as a um, as a head of their emergency services in the military. So we have, like I said, a, a, a lot of veterans in our organization who have contributed uh, who have contributed much to this nation and and are contributing now to our service. Now. How do you handle the expense of all this medical care? Do they volunteer their time at Inner City Health? Well, we do have volunteers who augment our staff, but most of the people I refer to are on staff. And again, it comes back to fundraising. We have to raise the dollars to support these uh, positions. And with the new satellite office in Wheat Ridge, that probably puts a little pressure on the dollars too, doesn't it? It does. It's kind of like farming. I use that analogy. There's a lot of advanced work, a lot of labor that goes in, but then you have to wait for the harvest. So we're expending a lot of energy. We're expending a lot of resource, a lot of expenses up front, and we're having to wait for uh, the back end money right. to come we're in. We're sowing a lot of seeds but not reaping the harvest, yes. So we're, you know, we're looking, we're optimistic that it'll be coming soon uh, and very soon. Well, the thing is you don't know what's coming. No. I mean, if you have folks walking in and say, okay, I could only pay, like you mentioned earlier, 35% of this bill, well, you're scrambling. Yes, absolutely. So people should step up and help give you money is what I'm thinking. At this particular time, it would be a tremendous blessing and benefit to us. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that care about other people well, in, in, in this. And you guys are doing such a great thing for 35 years. That, that's just yeah. incredible. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this Jazz Fest coming up in October, because it's not your first. You've done it for a few years. This will be our eighth yeah. uh, Jazz Festival or Jazz Event. With the headlining, as you mentioned before, Hazel Miller, who has been a patient of ours for years. And in fact, it was her idea. She wanted to do something to give back uh, for the quality of the care that she received from us. And at lunch, we were just talking about what that might look like. And she came up with this idea of maybe doing a concert, uh, inviting local musicians who would contribute their time, their talents uh, for the benefit of Inner City Health Center. And that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience because Hazel knows everybody in Denver, all the top talent, whether they're playing a guitar, a saxophone, a piano, whatever. Yes, we've had the full gamut of talent. And this year we have, in addition to Hazel Miller, we have Manuel Molina, well-known, and his Latin dance combo. So it's going to be a wonderful night of a... Uh, of music and fun and food, of course, and dancing, too. Lots of dancing. Well, you know that I'm really pretty much a hot Latin dancer. Ooh, can't wait to see it. Well, you won't because I'm lying to you right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. Absolutely. So what, Absolutely. Do you have an auction? Do you raise money through a, a, yes, a, like a live a auction, silent auction? Silent auction with a wonderful items. So look forward to that. It's just a wonderful evening. A great rapport, great energy, great vibe. And I'll be emceeing them. And you'll be emceeing, so we know what could be better than that. Well, there might be something better than that, but it's what you got. <laughs> well, we're also, uh, the first time this year, we'll be at the Forney Museum. Oh, that's a great place. Great place. Yeah. So that will add to it, uh, an entirely new ambiance uh, that we're just excited about and looking forward to. Tell them about the Forney Museum. If they don't know what it is, they've missed if out. never been to the Forney Museum, you want to be there for the vintage cars and trains and other uh, mechanized vehicles, bicycles. This is a 
it's, it's an incredible array of things that they have. Yeah, and they do a nice job with uh, setting it up when you have a, a an event there because I've emceed a couple of events there, and they, it's so nice that they share what they have for the good cause. So let's talk more and get back to uh, Inner City Health, where all the money from Jazz Fest is going to go. Every dime of that goes right back, absolutely, to Inner City Health. And what's what's down the road for you guys? What's what's in, what do you what are your plans? I mean, I know you just opened this new satellite office. In we Wheat opened Ridge. the satellite clinic, and then we're in the midst of a capital campaign to expand our existing facility. We're in the midst of a capital campaign to expand our existing facility. And we're looking forward to serving more people. In fact, we think the number of people that we'll be serving will grow pretty significantly in the coming years. You well, know, we're anticipating uh, that and trying to position ourselves right now and prepare for that. Well, the thing is, the city is growing. Yes, rapidly, rapidly. I mean, just drive down I twenty five. You go, where where are all these people coming from? And there's going to be a lot more folks that are going to need this, the services at Inner City Health. And they're surprising people who need our services, uh, Murphy. Some people you don't really anticipate. For example, the hospitality uh, service, those who work in uh, restaurants and bars, those are young people who are uh, on their own now sure. and try to get by in this world. Uh, but they're challenged. Uh, they make a modest income, and they're trying to pay rent in the metropolitan Denver area. Good luck. Good luck, right? Yeah. Trying to keep their electronic devices on. Right, right. And then if they come down with an illness or sickness, they're trying to find a place that they can go that's affordable. That's a tough tough balance in our our economic environment today. Really? And and these young people need the help that you offer. Like you said, that's how Hazel Miller started. Right, exactly. And and who uh, she works with have all come to Inner City Health because you offer the right services. Do you do anything with pharmaceuticals? Do you have a pharmacy? Uh, We don't have a a true pharmacy. What we have is... uh, (laughs) Uh, we're going to change the name of it. It's called a dispensary, but because dispensary has become such a... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's another a, meaning yeah, for there's that a, now. There's a whole different context to that word. <laughs> so it's, we have medications on, on site. But what we found, Murphy, the way we operate, if a medication is $7 to us, then that $7 is passed directly to our patient. We don't have any artificial markups. But if we could send them to somewhere else where they can get it for $4, that's what we do. And you'll know that information. And we'll know that, right. And so yeah. there's retail outlets that are offering it less expensively. So we find that we're sending it out more to those outlets uh, than we are keeping it on stack, on stock in our clinic. But what we do have are we participate in some discount programs with pharmaceutical companies. And those may be medications that you can't find in the retailers or specified or something unique. And so we have those. We do have those available. But you have pharmacists there that can answer questions, refer people to other we places? We have a volunteer tier pharmacists, but most of that is done uh, via our doctors and uh, their network with um, um, telehealth, really. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's where they get their services. Right, exactly. And it's a good thing because the cost of pharmaceuticals is taking the medical industry right down. Yes. In fact, I I just saw something on one of the national newscasts that this poor woman in Wisconsin pays $15,000 a year for medicine. Uh, And, I mean, they burn through their savings. I mean, it's horrible. And if you guys can help with that. Well, we try to discount it as much as we possibly can and find other outlets and resources to minimize the cost because you're right. It is absolutely incredible. If somebody needs medicine, can they just come to you for that? 
Do they have to be referred through one of your physicians? Yes, or? no. They can't just walk in and Say, request meds. Yeah. We're not a uh, an operating pharmacy in that sense. Like King Supers, you walk like in, Super, you yeah, can give you them go. a prescription. No, we're yeah. no. We have to see you as a patient, and then the prescription has to be right, written for you uh, by our providers. And then, if we have it uh, on site, we will uh, fill it on site or refer you to a pharmacy uh, somewhere. So, have you ever said no to anybody? We try you, not to you, say uh, you've been no. Near, you've been there for a long time. Yeah, Linda's really, been there for a long time. Yeah, we really try not to say no because, as you noted already, uh, people don't know of us. When they get to us, it's word of mouth. They've been somewhere else, generally multiple times, and they've heard no, they've heard no, they've heard no. So we try not to say no. What it means to us, though, during high demand periods is that the appointments may be pushed out further than we desire. And in those right. cases, what we say to people, well, do you really want to make that appointment that far out or would you rather check back with us later? What we're communicating is that we really want to help you, but we can't help you as quickly as we'd like to right now. Right, right. And trying not to say no, but... Uh, you have to check back. So that's kind of how we do it. Now, fortunately, and I'm glad to say this, we're not in that space right now at either clinic, our York Street site at 3800 York Street or our Wheat Ridge Clinic at 6301 West 38th Avenue. Uh, we have capacity and we can see people very readily. So if somebody's listening right now, they've never been to Inner City Health, they're hearing about it the first time, they say it's going to be perfect for me. What what's their next step? Do they have to personally come down to the uh, Inner City Health Center, or can they call somebody? I would say- urge them to call. Again, our main number is 303-296-1767, and you can access our care directly, make an appointment, and if you need guidance to the Wheat Ridge Clinic or our dental clinic, they can advise you about how to do that right there and then. So that's how it starts. They can't just walk in and say, I, I need help and talk to somebody that way? Well, they can walk in, but uh, it's more effective. We don't want them to just have to sit and wait, if at all possible. Right. Now, in our dental clinic, we can accommodate walk-ins more readily, but again, Again, it's a matter of having to wait, and we value their time and uh, their experience. We want them to have a good experience with us, and we don't want them just sitting in the waiting room uh, to get seen. So it's much more effective and efficient for them if they call us, and we can anticipate them coming. But they can come in right away. Not only that, but they can access our registration documents on the website. So that's another way that they can uh, proactively uh, get a good start. A good, a good start, from, yes. From the comfort of their home. Right, exactly. And that's innercityhealth.org? Yes, innercityhealth.org. That's, that's where you where you start. Right. Uh, we're talking to Craig Burleson, who's the CEO and director of uh, Inner City Health Center. Been around for 35 years, offering all kinds of health services. And you mentioned uh, dentistry, which might surprise a lot of people, that you do have dental care there. And how extensive is that? Is that just, well, we'll fill your cavity, crowns, pulling teeth? I mean, No, how- we do some restorative work. Uh, so we do crowns, we do bridges we do dentures so we have a a full scope of dental care available because that could be expensive it is expensive yes and again though we can offer it at a discounted uh so pretty much all of your health services are offered at a discounted rate and use and i'm re-emphasizing this because if in case you missed it you pay what you can Yes. And you do work with some insurances. You do work with Medicare and you do work with Medicaid and you do work at the VA stuff. You kind of cover 
pretty much everything. Yeah, and we don't want to underestimate or underemphasize the fact that we do have private carriers. United Healthcare is a, a wonderful entity. Humana, Cigna. Uh, so uh, if you uh, those are if you're challenged to try, if you're trying to find a provider uh, that's easy to access, we urge you to look for us. And you work with those insurance companies, but you have you offer to the insurance companies discounted rates. Is well, that how that works? Well, that's not quite how it works for the insurance companies, but they are contracted rates sure. uh, with the uh, with the private carriers. Uh, but it's not quite the same as what we would afford our uh, uninsured patients. So you mentioned a little while ago, uh, Craig, about you needing certain female type doctors is that what you need or family practitioners yes family? because uh the majority of our patients are female and uh, are they our, really yes uh men aren't very good about taking care of themselves murphy we why, generally have to be like i know why are we such idiots yeah Craig? there you I go mean, you know? women are much better about it than we are and so not only for themselves but for the whole family so uh family practitioners female family practitioners are always a premium for us and uh, so we welcome them not that we exclude the male because because we do need them as well. Right. Uh, but because our patient population is so uh, heavily female, uh, we just need more of those providers. And, and I want to talk more about the veteran services because that's so huge in our in our community. And I talk to a lot of veterans and they need help and maybe the VA is not helping as much as they possibly can. Do you have room for more veteran patients? Are you sold out? I mean, you- no, no, we're not at capacity at all. And veterans are entirely welcome. We will serve you and uh, treat you well and appreciate you for your service to our nation. And we want to make sure that uh, we return that uh, value to you. Do you guys do also when you deal with the children? Because there's such a obviously it's in the news every day about the measles epidemic that's surrounding our country. Yeah. Do you deal with those things? You deal with we shots. Do, and yes, we do vaccinations and uh, have wonderful uh, vaccine clinics that we offer, trying to encourage people to take care of their children so we don't have measles outbreaks, which has been like unheard of in this nation for really? like decades. We haven't been in this space, so it's something that's really important to us uh we start from um conception really our prenatal program and we want the the mother and the child to be healthy and give them the best opportunity to live a, a long fruitful life well let's talk a little bit more about that i didn't realize you did the prenatal part that's a big part yes. especially for new moms that don't have wow what's happening yes so how does that start they come in and they say hey i'm pregnant and I need help. Once they uh, come in and uh, igno- uh, are tested or suspect that they're pregnant and we confirm their pregnancy, we start them on a, a, a whole series of examinations that uh, every week uh, just checks on the health of both mother and child and uh, tr- tries to move them to a place where it is a healthy birth uh, sure. and that there's no complications. And But if there are complications or challenges, we have the resources and the network to help even detect and diagnose that and uh, hopefully mediate what may be going on there as well. So that's a full gamut there for moms and expected moms. Yes. And getting back a little bit, because I deal with this somewhat too, senior health again. Mm-hmm. Do you have neurologists on staff that deal with dementia or psychologists that can help with that kind of stuff? Because, you know, 
children have their parents are getting older and they're seeking help for them as well. Can you handle that? I am so glad that you asked that specific question, Murphy, because there's an area of uh, a great need. We could use volunteer neurologists. No, we do not have them on staff. We need volunteers who, if not coming to the clinic, will allow us to refer our, our patients to them in their clinic. So there's, there's right. a number of ways that we can orchestrate those kinds of arrangements. But as far as seniors are concerned, we have some volunteers, and one of them is a, a vet, again, who specializes in geriatric care and does a marvelous job in addition to what is on our staff. So, yes, uh, we, are, we have special attention for um, – our seniors, our yeah. aging population of people. Well, we're about to become, Colorado, I just read, is about to become the third largest state for senior population behind Florida and Arizona. Well, the people are retiring here. They like the climate. We have great health care here, and you guys are an example of that. And we're happy to help them. We can also serve them as well. Well, the seniors do need that kind of help. And if you're a neurologist or uh, some kind of a medical type person and they want to help you out at inner city health what do they do feel free to contact us i would suggest that they call again but this time i will give you another number 720-833-5096 okay uh, cheryl king simmons is my executive assistant she kind of coordinates she's the first step in that process of a uh, process of of receiving volunteers so, okay uh, again cheryl king simmons Seven two zero eight three three five zero nine six. Please call uh, and uh, just express your interest in volunteering with us. Well, hopefully you'll get some from this conversation we're having right now. Because that would be wonderful. Uh, we know the medical people in Denver really want to reach out. All right, quickly before we wrap up here, Craig, give us your website again www.innercityhealth.org. And on there, you can start signing up if you're a new patient, start the paperwork, uh, all the information about Jazz Fest. It's coming up all jazzed up in October. <laughs> That's all on that website. It's right? all on the website. Yes, can, and they can get tickets now. They yeah. can get tickets now. Yes. So reach out. We'll get involved because we'd love to see you there in October. Well, Craig Burleson, CEO, Director of Inner City Health Center. 35 years they've been around helping people with health care situations. Got the uh, new satellite office up in Wheat Ridge. It's there for you. Give us the address of the uh, – it's in, on York Street, but what's the primary number? Our sir? primary location is 3800 York Street in Denver. And then our secondary, our new satellite is 6301 West 38th Avenue in Wheat Ridge. Craig, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate that. And you guys appreciate you listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. We'll talk to you next week.